Hi guys, and welcome to the Spring and Equestrian podcast. My name's Jess. I'm a professional rider and trainer in Ontario, Canada, and I hope you're having a great day. I'm excited to bring you guys season three. Don't forget to subscribe and comment as it helps people like you find the podcast. But without further ado, I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey guys, and welcome back to the podcast. I hope you're having an awesome day so far. I thought today I would go over my favorite exercises for stifle strength because this comes up a lot with my own clients' horses, young horses, and just in general through conversations that I've had with a lot of you guys, um, more so when you mention things like weak and behind, not connected, that kind of thing, not engaging. Um, it always really comes back to those stifles uh, and the way the horse is functioning. Um, and yeah, so I thought that I would just give you a little bit of advice around what I do to strengthen stifles in young horses and also horses with weak stifles or stifle issues. Um, so a lot of the times that it can be presented in different ways when we actually have stifle issues, and that can be like, for instance, your horse cross canters in behind, like canters on the incorrect back lead, um, you know, struggles with lead changes, struggles with balance around the corners, or even especially um, kind of holding their canter after they've turned off a corner on the long side, trying to hold their canter in a straight line, uh, not bending properly, not counterbalancing on their outside hind properly. Um, and we see it, you know, the horse can sometimes look or feel downhill in their transitions or when you're riding, they're heavy on their mouth and they're light on their hind end. Um, so there's lots of different ways that it kind of presents and it can be for a bunch of different reasons. But um, two of the main issues that kind of a vet can look at is when you have a horse that has intermittent upper upward fixation of the patella. So that's something that I see more in horses that haven't been engaging properly in behind and their ligament gets stuck on the bone, like their stifle is kind of like a, a knee for humans. And when they're tracking in their trot or their canner, usually you see it more in a canner, um, the leg actually gets stuck or locked for a second and then continues on. And that's what that is. We treat that um, by sometimes just the way that we work the horse and other times do something called blistering the stifle where they inject a substance that kind of lubricates that joint and lubricates what's moving in there. So it's actually um, on top of that, agitating them in that area. And then it increases the way that they move underneath of themselves in hopes that as we continue to build that muscle, it stays over time. And the other thing that um, I'll see in older horses or just horses that have been working a certain way for a long time is when we have arthritic changes or just inflammation or fluid in the stifle. Again, disclaimer, I'm not a vet. This is just kind of the two things that always come up for us and our horses. Um, in that case, if it warrants an actual injection, a maintenance injection, um, kind of to get the inflammation down and to offer sometimes a steroid, that kind of thing, then that's what the treatment will be. And then, a, you know, making sure that the horse is working properly ongoing. And this might be also something that's needed to be done more than once, of course. Um, so <clears throat> that being said, that's kind of 
the things that you see with the horses when they're struggling with their stifle strength and also kind of the reasons they could be or the things that are presenting as a lameness or a malfunction of the stifle. And then I'm just going to go through a couple of my favorite exercises that I've noticed have really helped with strengthening the horse's stifles and the way that they utilize themselves when moving and also getting them to sit down instead of being heavy on the front end. So there's actually things that you can do from the ground and not under a saddle, especially if a horse too that even can't be ridden in the moment. Um, and one of those things that you can do both ways in the tack or not is, of course, backing your horse up, um, making sure that they're straight when they're doing that. So they have to get underneath themselves with those hind legs as they're taking backward steps. And you'll notice a lot of resistance in horses that have not so good stifles with this. So doing it from the ground can actually be a little bit more helpful because you can see how straight they're traveling backwards and also where the resistance is. If it is more hard for them on one side or they're taking their, you know, left hind out to the side under instead of right underneath of them when they're backing up, that kind of thing, it it's, can be really telling. So sometimes it's actually better to do when you're on the ground with your horse. Integrating this to your rides is also like really paramount just for you know, that hind end strength engagement. And of course there's stifles. So it takes little baby steps to get them used to doing that, but that's something I would highly suggest. The other thing you can do from the ground and also in the saddle is hill work. So finding kind of different areas, um, around your facility or somewhere that you're allowed to work the horse on the ground that isn't a flat surface as long as it's a safe surface and it has good footing is another really awesome way that they have to engage themselves. Um, and I think this is probably one that's been repeated over and over for you guys. So, but it's because it works and walking, um, is actually probably harder at times than just rushing or trotting up and down hills. So I would hand walk horses up and down hills all the time. Um, if it was up to me, uh, sometimes of course you have to be careful depending on the environment, but that's another great one and actually making sure that they're moving. So actually making sure that they're getting turned out. Um, that they have the space to move around in their field. A lot of horses, if they're growing and they're growing fast and they don't have any kind of mobility or they're being stalled quite a lot, um, can you can see a lot of these issues come up a lot quicker than horses that are outside a lot more. Hey guys, I'm just quickly interrupting this episode to remind you that our fourth season is dropping on April 5th, 2021. I am beyond excited for all the people I have lined up to interview for this new season, and it's going to bring a bunch of new perspectives on a lot of the questions that you guys have. Personally, remember that if you have some questions that you want to submit for any kind of interview with the professionals that I have lined up, please just email me or contact me on Instagram, whatever you want. I will try to make sure that those questions are answered. Um, if you don't already subscribe to the podcast, make sure you press follow or subscribe or turn your notifications on so that you know um, whenever we have a new episode coming out. And don't forget to leave a comment or a review because it helps people find the podcast. Thanks again. And I'll leave you back with this episode. And then another one from the ground that I like to do is little like tail pulls and butt tucks. So um, you guys don't Google these without putting horse next to them. But um, 
you know, when you pull a tail one direction versus the other, when you have someone helping you on the ground and they have to stabilize themselves, or when you kind of add pressure with your fingernails, like on either side of the dock with their tail um, to get them to flex there, just things that's, that's not stifle, but it's more hind end engagement. And then as far as exercises under saddle, um, of course, you've heard it time and time again, and that's for a reason because, you know, raised poles or poles in general are probably one of the best things that you can do to strengthen your horse's stifles and among other things. Um, but, you know, you want to get creative in the way that these things are set up um, because if it's the same old, same old all the time, just like us as people, if you're doing the exact same workout all the time, it doesn't take as much effort as if you're changing things up and you start using the same muscles over and over and you're not using other ones. So definitely switch it up. There's so many patterns you can find online. Um, something simple that I like to do that you can actually change without having to get on the ground is like a like a sunrise set of poles. Um, so you're setting them on like a half circle. Um, and that way, there's a certain amount of steps that a horse can take if you take the outside of the circle versus, you know, the lesser steps that they take if you're on the inside of the half circle. So that's something that doesn't require me to get off and change if I want to change the way the poles are arranged and you can make those raised or not. So that's a good thing to set up if you want to keep it um, kind of inconsistent all the way through as you're doing your exercises. And then we have... Things like making sure that you're doing, you know, proper bending with your horse, because at the end of the day, if your horse doesn't bend properly, then they don't put the right amount of balance and pressure on their outside hind. Um, and you'll see them favor their stifles this way when people don't pay attention to what they're doing with their back end. So something easy for that is serpentines instead of just going around and around in the arena, making sure you're throwing a bunch of different turns in, changing directions all the time, paying attention to their balance. Um, another good one is doing transitions with impulsion and paying attention to how your horse does, especially downward transitions, um, and seeing if they're kind of throwing all their weight onto their forehand, you want to make sure that that's not happening. So there's a bunch of different things that you can do to make sure that you, <clears throat> excuse me, to make sure that you have impulsion through your transitions, which means that your horse is still sitting down on their hind end and using it. Um, and of course for over fences, I would say um, when you're thinking about stifles, doing grid work is probably the most important thing you could do over fences and like cavalettis and that kind of thing set up with short lines and short distances um, to just make sure that they're using themselves properly. One of the things I find, especially when I have um, kind of more senior horses that have a interesting jumping style, a lot of the times they'll have a good tight front end and then they'll have a really loose back end that kind of stays out behind them, which ends up making the jump kind of long on the back end of the fence, um, which means that they're not really truly sitting down and using their back end over the fence. So what I like to do for that, <coughs> apparently I have a cough today. Um, what I like to do for that is as long as your horse is used to this, of course, is have landing rails on the fences so that they land tighter to the back of the fence because it creates the it's necessary for them to tuck in their back end and land with that hind end kind of instead of giving them the freedom to land um, in excess on the back of the fence it really connects them over the jump so that would be my little tip if you are setting a grid and your horse is comfortable more so than actually having takeoff 
poles for your fences is having landing poles for them to just tighten up that hind end and get their stifles working. So I hope that those little exercises help you guys with your um, kind of creativity when kind of coming up with stuff to do with your horses to strengthen not only their back end, but of course, their stifles and those areas that we always see problems with young horses and old horses alike. Um, if you have something, you know, really pressing, like you're noticing your horse is always unable to hold a lead properly, or you go up alongside and they're falling apart at the can or that kind of thing, it's definitely time to get your vet to check it out and tell you the best course of action. Um, but most of the time, proper work and being dedicated to strengthening those areas can resolve the issue. So it's not always kind of a life sentence. And um, I will try to come up with a couple more for some of the issues that you guys have expressed you deal with all the time. And hopefully that's helpful. And you guys have a great day. I'll talk to you soon.